again, uh, talking about the uh, the XFL, and um, we, we have to pick a team. I got a list here. All right, let's so you said it. you had One, a surprise two, three, for us. Four. Oh, man, you guys are going to lose your you-know-what, oh, but yeah. let's get a couple more phone calls in first. 608-321-1670. Uh, what do we got here? Philip, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Morning, Phil. Morning. How are you guys? Doing, doing good, great. brother. I mean, besides yeah. that freaking loss last night for the Badgers. Well, they just suck. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say on the radio. But, well, I appreciate that, um, Philip. You betcha. So I got a I got a question for you. I live up a little bit north of Green Bay, so I'm not down by you guys. Sure. But, uh, um, what's your over? We had a there was a topic on the radio on the um, sports radio up here yesterday afternoon about Brad Davidson being a dirty player or not. What is your opinion of uh, of the kid? I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great day. You Thank too, you, Philip. Good stuff, man. Uh, I guess I'll I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Brad Davison, they were talking about him last night, you know, about the suspension, and they brought up the, the Hauser incident when he kind of popped him in the goodies, and then the incident in, you know, in Iowa where he wrapped his arm along the leg, and it kind of right. looked a little like maybe some little extracurricular going on there. And Brad Davison says he doesn't apologize for how he plays. He apologized for his putting his teammates in a bad position. That's what they said on the broadcast last night. And Brad Davison, to me, is that guy that plays – He's that ultra competitive, like he puts on that extra gear. He's always trying to, can you say bend the rules? He's always trying to push the envelope of what he can get away with. And to me, I don't agree with some of the moves that he's doing, especially with the Hauser one. You could go in the gray area with the Iowa, the Iowa foul. That was a flagrant, that was definitely a flagrant one. Um, but the Hauser one I don't agree with. But the way Brad Davison plays, he's ultra-competitive, and I respect him for having a very ultra-competitive persona out on the court. Do I agree with it at all times? No. But has he been able to help us get wins with it? Yes. Is he a dirty player? I say no. I just think he likes to push the envelope a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we talked about it, Philip, uh, yesterday. I equate Brad Davidson to uh, – he's a meathead, right? And I, I use that term affectionately, right? He's the guy in your football team – that was the middle linebacker that always had the bridge of his nose with a scab on it and always had mud on his face and his hands, or he's the guy on your wrestling team that was always the grinder that would always be wrestling past the whistle and wrestling out of bounds, and the one guy in practice that was always going after the whistle. That's what Brad Davison is. He's the guy in your rec league basketball game that never takes a playoff that is in your face on every inbounds play talking smack to you. So I'll leave it up to your definition of what dirty is. I am old school, so I don't think it is dirty, but I understand why a lot of people would perceive that as dirty. But I just think Brad Davis is a meathead. And again, I don't say that as a negative. Uh, That's just how the guy plays. I think he only plays one way, and that's all out. And sometimes do emotions get the best of them? Sure. Um, and then also in the broadcast last night, I totally agreed with the statement that the players out on the court, they don't view him as like one of those dirty players that they just don't want to go against. It's just another guy that's ultra competitive. And now we hear from Nelson. Yeah, I'd agree. I think he just oh. he plays super hard in the heat of battle. Sometimes he might push that envelope just a little too much. You know he's rubbed off on me where I kind of like sit there and go, man, I don't know if I'd love to have this guy on my team or if I'd love to hate this guy if he was on my team. Well, if he was not on the Badgers, you would everyone would hate this guy. I mean, we all can agree with that. He's, he'd be like a Grayson Allen, right? Oh, 100%. I don't think he's as. I don't think he's that like bad. that level. But if 
Listen, if he was on another team, you would view him as public enemy number one, wouldn't you? Yeah, he it probably wouldn't be me questioning it. It would be like, I do not like that guy. Yeah, I hope that answers your question, Philip. I just I just think he's a habitual. Yeah. He's like he likes to like put his foot just a little over the line. But he does. You got to respect him because he does play hard. He gives it everything he has. And sometime in the heat of the moment, he might just go a little bit too far. But I'd rather have a guy like that. Yeah, than a guy like that would quit on the team. Than a guy that doesn't want to be there, or tries halftime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 and Philip and I get it. And if you played for Iowa. Um, we'd probably be uh, probably be saying different things, but he plays for Wisconsin, and like I said, well, if he I'm, played for Iowa, his last name might be McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, let's hear by OB. Uh, the nine fifty nine slot is open for Scott's takes. Yeah, what time? What time do we end? We end at ten. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That was I love the trivia. Nelson's I mean, gonna get an angry phone call in a bit from someone. The WWE. Oh, geez. The, the WWE stuff was great. But, Dude, I got to talk about Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan. Right. I mean, the and who knew that Scott would break out NWO? I don't know what you're talking about, OB. Oh yeah. I I said again. I I think I get what you're saying, Evo, about changing up Scott's timing. But here's the thing: if we have him locked into that 6:20 slot every day, and then if he some days surprises us with a second phone call, what a gift that is. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Scott is our jelly of the month club. Yes. But it's jelly of the day. Yes. Twice. Yes. Nelson's favorite part, two times a day. Yes. <laughs> Nelson, I totally thought you were going to like go in on Brad Davison, by the way. No. I respect how he plays. I like the passion out of Brad Davison. Yeah. I wish more people would show passion like there's, that. There's not enough Just like some of that. the things he does rubs me the wrong way. But that's yeah. just me. I mean, you. we've all played against people like that, too, that kind of just... You know, they kind of just they, they push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, it's the again, he's the guy in your rec league game that when you're inbounding, he's got his hands up, he's nose to nose with you. When you go up for a foul, it's like you know Sandy Lyle and um, when they were playing the two on two basketball game, and Ben Stiller goes up for the fat guy and he gets a face full of the Rain hair dance. and sweat. That that's what Brad Davison is. But it's like when you have that guy on your team. You love him, right? He's that ham bone middle linebacker that's running all over the field. He's always got a bloody nose. He's always got mud all over his shirt and his face. He's the guy that you hate on the other team, but you're like, man, I'm glad we got that guy. Dude, Brad Davison, I mean, I mean, only four points last night. It was I think I think they all came to the free throw line too. It was an interesting game from everyone last night. I thought I thought Davidson would have showed a little more just because of being back in Minnesota and all the boo birds and whatnot. And I, I felt bad for his parents, kind of. Could you imagine if your parents sitting there in the barn and and, and your son is public enemy number one and you yeah. got a, the whole state in which you live in going against your kid who is from Minnesota yeah. and you grew up a Minnesota fan? That had to have been tough. But last night was just a bummer all around. Last night sucked. Yeah, it uh, makes it a must-win Sunday now. I mean, it probably was either way, but there is 0.0 chance Wisconsin can lose at home to Ohio State on Sunday and still feel good about finishing the season where we think they can. So uh, almost now a must-win uh, against the Buckeyes yeah, on Sunday. If they keep Sunday. playing like that, uh, we might have to look into a remodel. Yeah. Well, hey, we've got a, couple, a bunch of games at home, don't we? Yeah, we have like three of the next four at home. So There you go. Uh, all right, 608-321-1671. Weigh in on the uh, Badger situation from last night. We'll get back into it. Uh, we at some point have to pick 
and uh, an XFL team. And I just want to get into viewing habits. Like, when you're done with football, what do you go to? Do you take a break from sports? Do you go straight into NBA or college basketball? Do you just count down to opening day? Do you wait for the NFL draft? Like, what is your viewing habits after the Super Bowl? I think that'll tell me a lot if this XFL thing's going to work this time around. Are you going to be watching? And we're working on a uh, adopted team since Wisconsin doesn't have a team. We made a play for the Madison Mouth Breathers, um, but that that fell through. So the best thing we got is picking one of the teams, uh, Ebo, that are out there. Dallas Renegades, D.C. Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, or Tampa Bay Vipers, or... Now, this would, th- th- this would is be... Is this it? Is this, th- this a surprise? Would, well, th- yeah, this would be off the beaten path. It's not technically a team. This sounds like something like out of like a uh, like a like an action movie or like a sci-fi movie. There's like Sector, Section 8, right? Or like Section 9. How about Team 9? Team 9. Team 9. It sounds like a... Like a like some kind of agency that's gonna come in and clear away coronavirus people. Team yeah. nine. So team nine, or it's like a special forces group. Like you bring yeah, in the, yeah. like yeah, like assassinate like a, a dictator. President says, Get me team nine. Give me team nine. So team nine is an extra squad of players available Actually, it'd be to like fill. this. Bit. Give me team nine. They're huge. They're gonna be the best job ever. Give <laughs> yeah. me team nine. I'm gonna call team nine. It's gonna be huge. Um, so <laughs> team nine is an extra roster f- uh, filled with players that can get called up at any time. So they're basically like the waiting room team, right? So if like a team loses its starting wide receiver, you can call team nine and say, "Do you got a wide? Give me a wide receiver." And then they can be called up to a team. So it's basically like a pool of reserves. Do you know who the I mean, that's, they don't play games, but do you know who would be the starting quarterback right now for Team Nine? I'm going to say he's the best. He's the best. Player Did you just there. listen to that question I just answered? Big Mike? Nope. Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs, needs to, be. to be. Okay, we're fortunate to have. A yep. Did you know who that is? Well, I know Brett Hundley is on an NFL roster. Joe, Joe Cool. Joe Callahan, Team Nine. And a quick reminder. It was Joe Callahan that the Packers kept over. Don't do it. Taysom Hill. No. So Joe Callahan was kept as the backup to the backup. And Taysom Hill's like the heir apparent to Drew Brees right. now. And uh, every time Taysom Hill does something, a Twitter blows <laughs> in Wisconsin <laughs> saying the Packers could have had him. So not only did the Packers cut Taysom Hill, <sighs> they kept him, They cut Taysom Hill to keep Joe Callahan who's now in the XFL, but wait. Wait. He's in the XFL, kind of. He's on the waiting list team to find a team. I don't know how this came to be, <laughs> but it was a yikes. Oh, I hate you to. You wonder why Ted Thompson won that poll the other day. I hate to do this to you Packer fans, but just let that settle in for a second. Taysom- I, I don't, I'm not smart <laughs> enough to tell you what it is. Taysom Hill is new, the new flavor of the week in the NFL. Everybody's loving him. Sean Payton says he's probably Drew Brees. Drew Brees may very well retire. He is not yet signed. Dude, they had a, a story that Taysom Hill is like the heir apparent to right. Brees. And the Packers let him go. Okay, that's bad, but you can say, did you really know what you had? But not only did they let him go, they let him go because they wanted to keep Joe Callahan. <laughs> Joe Callahan is now on the reserve team in the XFL which means he's not even good enough to be one of the starting quarterbacks of one of the eight XFL teams. He's waiting. Or a backup. Right. He's waiting in the wings in case one of the starters or backups get hurt. 
a heck of a football man. And Taysom, he's an alternate. And Taysom Hill might be the starting quarterback for the Saints In a perfect next world, year. You'd, you'd, you'd be able to draft and develop and keep your own players. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't get mad. All you can do is laugh about that. <laughs> I mean, that's right up there with, you know, Jake Kumro went to UW-Whitewater. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, I don't, that's like up there with the Packers passed on T.J. Watt in the draft four years ago. Oh, my God. The Packers had Taysom Hill. And they kept Joe Callahan over Taysom Hill. Joe Callahan is now playing for something called Team 9, which is the backup reserve squad of the XFL for guys waiting to maybe find a roster. A heck of a football, man. Just let that one settle in for a little bit. Let today. it settle in a little bit. I don't want to ruin your Thirsty Thursday or maybe you've got a No, Friday. you didn't ruin it, man. You get a long weekend. You made it even better, I think. Think about that. Because now you can drink away your sorrows knowing that, that is Taysom Hill, who is going to replace Drew Brees by the reports that came out like a couple days ago. Yeah. And then you got uh, Joe Callahan on Team 9 in the XFL, a feeder team to the XFL. A feeder team to the teams. I mean, and Nelson said it. He, he Not like he's in the XFL. He's waiting to be one of like the two quarterbacks on an XFL roster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I'm just like blown away by that. He's on the reserve pile of the XFL. Team nine. Team nine. The best people. Hey, we have to assassinate this dictator general. Please call team nine. Get them ready. (laughs) Call Joe Callahan. I like that young man, Joe Callahan. He's huge. I saw him play for the Packers. He's a part of team nine, general. Team nine sounds like a team that like. Tom Clancy like wrote about. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like Team Nine by Tom Clancy. Rainbow Six. Team Nine is essentially the league's practice squad. It's exactly what that's it the, is. No, that's what it is. It's oh. yeah, it's the see. It's like yeah, there was we Rainbow look at Six. The AAF rosters. We look at the XFL rosters. They're littered with former Dude. Packers of the last five <laughs> the years. XFL? And you wonder why Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy got pissed. The XFL. <laughs> ro- Justin Vogel by the roster. There are tons a lot of, Packers. of Packers on the XFL roster. There's a lot oh, of Packers. I don't get inspired that much. See, I don't even Not get why we're even considering, guy, like, looking into what team we want to root for because they have Packer players I'm on them. for Team Why nine. would we like those Packer players? They stink so bad they're in this league. That's why I think I'm going – I got a team I'm going with, Nelson. I, I'll tell you guys in a bit. I think I have an idea of okay. why I'm going to root for this team. I think the team with the least amount of Packers would probably was, be the team yep, that wins. That's what I was going to go with. All right, uh, 608-321-1670. Think about that, Packer fans. I hate to stake, stoke the flames, but the Packers kept Joe Callahan over Taysom Hill. Joe Callahan is on the res- he's something called Team 9 in the XFL. And think about this. I'm looking at the rosters. Uh, let me give you this team's roster. The New York Guardians, cool mascot, by the way. Uh, their starting quarterback is Matt McGloin. Okay, you know, he, he, he played, had a cup of coffee with the Raiders and the 49ers, had, you know, had a decent NFL career. Joe Callahan maybe can't beat him out. You want to know who the backup quarterback is for the New York Guardians that Joe Callahan couldn't beat out? Do tell. Luis Perez, who played for Texas A&M Commerce. (laughs) I believe he was also the Birmingham Iron in the AAF starting quarterback. I think that's a school that's that's like the University of Phoenix. I think think he's getting credit for playing college on an online course. Larry Johnson, right? No, Larry Fitzgerald went to the Phoenix University 
and he's a beast. He's been in the NFL for like 20 years. <laughs> he Jet- went to Pitt. No, but then he no, went he's to, a pitch man for it. No, but then he went to the Phoenix yeah. University, Nelson. All I want to know is this. He's a spokesman for it. General, call, call Team 9 God. and their team leader, Joe Callahan. I have a secret mission, General, for Joe Callahan and Team 9. <laughs> SEAL Team 6 wasn't available, General, so I want Team 9. Dude, it's going to be huge. Joe Callahan has got to be a feeder for then the DC Defenders. And we can have Trump. Oh. Call Team 9 for the DC Defenders. We're calling up Callahan. General, where's Joe Callahan? If you're on Team 9, do you ever expect <laughs> a player get into this league? I mean, yes. well, somebody's going to get hurt. Be NFL, people are going to get hurt. Could the league be shut down before you even get a shot? That's yeah, the play? risk we run, Nelson. Call Joe Callahan, Nelson. <laughs> I want nine. him on the DC Defenders. Where's Team Nine? Dude, there's two former Packers on Team Nine. Joe Callahan, where the quarterback rumor was exactly where we wanted it, with Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan. And the other one was DeBeer, who was who was once protecting right. Aaron Rodgers. Think about that. The guy, there was a guy protecting Aaron Rodgers' blind side that's now on the practice squad of the XFL. And Joe, the guy. <laughs> Oof. The guy Hell of a name, his, though, DeBeer. The guy protected his right, and Alex Light have articles when you Google him saying how he's happy to just make the roster. <laughs> shocked. He was surprised. And you shocked. wonder why McCarthy and Rodgers couldn't get along and said all these other players stink. I, I, when you look at the XFL roster, you now realize why McCarthy was pissed, why Rodgers was pissed. Look at the guy. I think the Packers probably have the most amount of players in the XFL. I don't the think XFL. there's any question. The most there's got to be a website, Nelson, and you should that has uh, NFL teams by XFL. I I don't think it's even close. I bet it's the Packers by like double digits. Well, we complain about the special team coaches. There's four punters yeah. that were on the Maniga, Packers that are in the XFL. Zook, Slocum, maybe they didn't have any players either. When you have four punters in the league, I mean. <laughs> Our cornerback that was amazing. I'm adding it up. In the NFC Championship game against the Falcons, your cornerback runs a four seven and is also was playing in the AAF. Yeah, he can't even make the XFL. He was supposed to cover the best receiver in the game at the time. Nelson, I think the only reason why he was allowed to play on Sunday is because car dealerships were closed because you can't sell cars on Sunday. That's why he was there. I think he went back Monday and probably sold a couple used ones. I now feel bad for some of the things I've said about Aaron Rodgers. Nah, he was still throwing. Oops. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to answer that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, again, why another example why Ted Thompson is in the Joe Sonian uh, would be <laughs> Exhibit A, I give you the XFL. All right, we want to know, are you watching the XFL this weekend uh, and beyond? Maybe 60? Ted missed his calling. Yeah, XFL Maybe he should have been an XFL GM. That's not bad. That's he, well. If it doesn't work He's out for in the wrong league, I I kind of agree. I, if a it doesn't work, ahead of his time, if it doesn't work out with Oliver Lucknell, I think Ted Thompson, new commissioner XFL. Uh, are you watching this weekend? We put a Twitter poll in the field. Uh, hell yeah, more football. I'll be a casual viewer or hard pass. Uh, close all three, but casual viewer forty five percent of you. Take a hard pass, 32%. Uh, I'm in the, hell yeah, it's more football category, but I'm in the minority of only 22% are all in on the XFL I mean, this week. I'm going to come in with a positive attitude over it and excited for it, like I did the AAF. That burned me by week two. But XFL's got more names we know. There's more, like, competent coaches. Dude, I might go, uh, what team was that again? I might go and cheer for the freaking LA, I'm not going to, but I possibly could, the LA Wildcats. Winston Moss yeah. is their head coach. Could you imagine what those press conferences are going to be like? 
just wait till they start losing because I anticipate them to be pretty bad. I well, can we, see Winston Moss going old school XFL and fighting a reporter through any there once they start losing. We wanted when we were working on getting an XFL team here in Madison. We were lobbying for one. We we were lobbying Winston Moss to be the head of PR. <laughs> So uh, he goes straight from the per- public relations department all the way to, you know, the head coaching position. So, uh, yeah, L.A. certainly has a – we got to pick an adopted team, too. Nelson's going with the Dallas Renegades. I like it. I've got two that I got my eye yeah, on. Yeah, I have you, two. I have to, I have to we, finalize we got to get two. it down to one. So I've, I added it all up. Of all the Packers in the XFL. It's got to be the most. So the Renegades the – most, the most Packers on a team is the New York uh, – no, the Guardians. Where are they from? Is that the New York Guardians? Yeah, the New yeah. York Guardians. They have seven former Packers. Wow. If you they, add them all up. seven on one team? Yes. If you oh add it all God. up, and, including the two on Team 9. Team 9. 31 Packers are in the XFL. <laughs> in a perfect world, you'd, you'd, you'd be able hear to you, draft Ronnie. and develop and keep your own players. 31 is over half a roster. 31 <laughs> former Packers are in the XFL. And those, those are the ones that I could just find. That's the, over 60% of an NFL I roster. Some. I could have missed some. Let that sink in. So you Seven. got Aaron Rodgers and then 60% of guys that aren't even in the league anymore. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Nelson, can you find Joe Callahan? There's a coronavirus outbreak in Wisconsin. I need Team 9 oh, to combat the virus. You could say there's 32 because Winston Moss is a head coach of one of the teams. And Ron Zook was on the AAF. Yeah. 608-321. By the way, Nelson, you picked Dallas. You might be onto something. According to our friends at MyBookie, plus 250. By far and away, the best odds to win the XFL championship go to the Dallas Renegades. Is that Bob Stoop? That is Bob Stoop. Wow, well done. Nelson. I know a winner when I see one. And see, uh, bad news for you, Ebo. Your Seattle Dragons, 10-1. to 1. Well, Dead last I think I'm odds. going the Vipers. What are they? Because Mark Tressman's got a wrinkly shirt in his promo picture. 6-1, uh, vi- to one, middle he's, of the pack. He's the only one with a wrinkly shirt. That means he's so focused on winning that he's got time to iron. Uh, yeah, middle of the pack for your uh, for your uh, Vipers, which I I, I kind of like the Vipers. Duh, winning. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Cooter, welcome to the Joe hey, Evo Show. What's up, Cooter? Hey guys, I'm back from Mexico Golf. Yeah, how'd it go, bro? It was good. It was uh, it was awesome. Hey, um, I'm actually taking off next week to Vegas for a conference. My man. Never been there before, Miller. I know you've been there several times. Wondered if you'd give me any. Uh, I don't think he remembers. Tips. I don't think he remembers his trips, though, Cooter. <laughs> oh, I I remember I, all seventy six of them, uh, Cooter, and and I'm, I'm somehow still standing. No, but seriously, I've never been there, and I know you know <laughs> obviously the strip and gambling and everything, but uh, other things that things you'd recommend or. Well, I mean, I don't know, Cuter, if you want this to come back, you know, your wife or significant other, but, you know, there there is that uh, gentleman's club component I might recommend one or two. Uh, right. But, no, I would <laughs> say, right. no, the sports book is key because it's free drinks when you're in there, Cooter, and it's like the world's greatest man cave. So what I do, I mean, look, I like to gamble too, but when I go there, I go there mainly for, for sports, is you get your bets in, you get six or seven different, you know, parlays going and bets, and they have the cocktail waitress, and here's the key. Tip her just a couple bucks because it's free. But if you tip her just a couple bucks, she will be your new best friend and she'll bring you free drinks like every 10 minutes. So tip cool. it's worth the two or three dollar tip and you'll get free drinks all night. And then you can watch like 50 different sports games. It's well, heaven. I mean, you got a bunch of shows down there, too. Like you could any show you could imagine. You got all kinds of great restaurants. I mean, you'll, right. you got everything yeah. you need. And the seafood buffet at the Bellagio uh, next level. You got to you oh, got to okay. hit that if you're a seafood fan. And I'm staying at the Paris. 
Paris, not bad. You're right in the middle of everything. Yeah, it's right across, I think, from the Bellagio, I think. All right, so, Cooter, if you're out there, what do you think? XFL, you going to make a bet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, now now I'm, uh, I am I gave up Golf Channel years ago just because it was so expensive, and I don't watch golf until now when the NFL's done, and now it's on, on the weekends. And I don't, I'm just not in football mode anymore. Cooter, Phil said he's not going to take a special exemption. Do you see that? No, what's that? What do you oh, mean? Oh, for the U- U.S. Open. He said he wants to, uh, you know, earn it. They wouldn't take exemptions. Tiger said the same thing. I give those guys credit. Uh-huh. They, they don't want handouts, Cooter. They want to earn it. Earn their yeah, way right. in. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wish I could uh, earn several million at a, at a throw. But... <laughs> well, I'll leave you with this, Cooter. If you see Team 9 out in Vegas, tell them their commander-in-chief is proud of them, all right? Sounds good. Take see, care, guys. All right, God bless you, Cooter. God bless America. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hear what he's, I mean, look, March, hey, dude, you know, the Masters kicks off, you know, like, that's my, I, I really get into golf. Like, I played the simulators last week, and, you know, I watched some of these tournaments, but, like, the Masters first weekend of April, then I'm, like, all in golf, but no, if, this is weird, like, if this XFL works, right, like, if this turns into a thing, and we're all in, because think about the, think about the, like, landmark sporting events that are happening during this season, through the calendar year. March Madness, yep. Selection Sunday, the opening weekend. You know, the XFL is going to be trying to go heads up on TV with the opening weekend of March Madness. Like, man, that's tough. Opening day in baseball. It's an iconic. Sure. You know, now this week they're starting, you know, again, like they're starting it early. Well, so let me it ask starts you guys. in March. I mean, as much as I want to be a football fan in March, there's no way I'm watching the XFL over Brewers Cubs opening weekend. It's uh, you only get one. You can only watch one. And on let's say it's all on the same day. You have the XFL. You got a Bucks game, or you got spring training baseball. What do you pick? I'm, I know what Nelson's picking. I, who, or do I have money on the Bucks game? You just you can only watch one. Let's say let's say you're in quarantine because you got the coronavirus and you can only watch we might one. Have it. You can only watch one channel. What what is it? Um, I would I would give that man over the Bucks though. Right now, I'd still go Bucks. Well, it's you know it's it's regular okay. season. How about this? What if it's like April? What if it's the Bucks have already clinched home court and load management for Giannis? Like Giannis isn't. I mean, playing. that very well could happen. Yeah. Then I would pick the XFL. I wouldn't pick like the XFL over last night's or tonight's game. Like I would watch 76ers Bucks sure. over XFL. Oh, if dude. it's if it's if it's the middle of April and the Bucks are sixty-five and ten, and they've clinched home. Okay, court let me throw Badger Giannis basketball in there too. Oh, not even close. Badger basketball. Yeah, I'd go I Badger mean, basketball. Not even, not even debatable. Even though it's like banging your head against the wall. They're a bunch gonna of times. make the tournament. Nelly, what about you? You probably go spring training. Of course, you I think I would. I think I would be flicking. Between all the channels. I didn't, Nelson. And I'd be less again. On XFL. You, like you, you in your the middle ch- of the road answers. I said you can only <laughs> choose one. I'd probably go, when when did you say March? That's eh, right before the NBA season really starts for me. <laughs> well, I know the NBA would be last I'd for probably, you. I'd probably flick on spring training. Yeah. Um, and this is a tweet right here. Gavin tweets in. Cooter just called in about what to do in Vegas. Yeah. Asking you, Joe. Yeah. Gavin says at Zone Madison, famous last words of any married man, quote, hey, Joe. What should I do in Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> we say good morning to our uh, Packer Insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Rob, did you know that Joe Callahan currently waiting to find a roster in the XFL as he sits on the Team 9, which is like the practice squad version of the XFL? Oh, boy. That, that, that's rough for, for poor old Joe Callahan to, to not have made a roster there. I did not know that. 
Joe, I, I've seen a couple stories. I recognized a handful of names of guys in that league. I did not know Joe Callahan was one of them waiting to get out of spot. Now, so, Rob, some might say this is a bad look for the Packers. <laughs> I say, you know, just greatness knows greatness. But Ebo did a hell of a yeah, research I got job. the number here. Uh, give, listen to how many ex-Packers are on XFL rosters. So the most is seven Packers on a roster for the New York wow. Guardians. But total, when you go from the eight active teams and then te- Team 9, which is the feeder team, and then Winston Moss also head coach one of the teams. There is 31 players that were formerly on the Green Bay Packers on the XFL roster, Robbie, that I could find. 31. And oh, by the way, Rob, we wondered about special teams here the last decade. Four former Packer punters are in the XFL. <laughs> and and they might be all they all might be better than the guy Green Bay has on the roster no. now. So. No, hey, 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 Robbie. Well. Let's uh, let, 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 we can look at the numbers on that. It, it wasn't it I wasn't mean, a pretty second half of the and year. And then Winston the Moss, Robbie, there, so. is Winston Moss is head coach of the LA Wildcats. Yeah, you know Winston would be a fun guy to catch up with. Um, in it's, it's, especially after everything went down with McCarthy twelve months ago. You know, guys, I'm going to the combine here in a couple of weeks, and and that'll be fun. I I always like catching up with the old guys that are out of Green Bay now, and. You know, the McCarthy's of the world and people that were on his staff. And for years I did that with Sherman's people or, or whatever. It's just, it, it's fun to go and talk to those guys down the road. And, and that's a lot of times when you get really good stories when people have been out of town for a year or two or five. And, they, and, and you go back and, and revisit some topics that weren't always clear at the time when the guy left. And, uh, and, they, and they love to clear them up now because they have nothing to lose. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Rob, let me ask you, though, Like at the end of Winston Moss's tenure, I remember a press conference where he wouldn't say a word, and then he looked like he wanted to fight everyone that was uh, in the reporter pool. Do you really want to catch up with them? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, it's so interesting. that There were times where Winston could be conversational and almost engaging, and something had gone on at the start of last year, guys, in that 2019 season that rubbed him the wrong way. And he was like, he was like that, actually, Ebo, in every press conference he went out to. And, and if I remember right, the question was phrased to him along the lines of, you know, have we done something to annoy you, you know, that, yeah. that you now stand up here and give one-word answers. And in, he, I think he had about a 30-second pause or something before he largely said nothing or next question or whatever it was. He gave a non-answer again, and, and, and I don't think anybody else asked anything, and he walked off. And, um, you know, then, then a short while later is, you know, when, when they moved on from McCarthy is when he sent out the Rodgers tweet and that, you know, um, really had McCarthy's back and took a shot at Rodgers. And, you know, later on that day, I think he was he was gone from the organization. So, um, I, you know, if the, you, you just never know, Evo, when you're going to catch somebody, what kind of sure. mood they're in. They, they, can, they can be terrific. They can tell you to go blank yourself, and, and I'm fine either way. Well, but, uh, Rob, it's, I'm it's thinking obvious, here. It's obviously great when they want to talk, Evo. With that, uh, yeah, I forgot about that note that he wrote about Rodgers, kind of throwing him under the bus. Where is Winston Moss? He's in L.A. Where does Rodgers never want to go? California. I think he's perfect. He'll be in a happy mood out there, Rob, if you run into him. Well, other than the fact he's in the XFL, he'll probably be in a in a happy mood, right? So let's let's see how this league plays itself out. Let's let let's see if we if if anybody anywhere is still talking about the XFL twelve months from now, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I I have my doubts. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider Rob Reschel. Well, one of the interesting topics, probably Rob, uh, that you'll have at the combine is this. This just uh, dropped a couple of seconds ago. Saw this on Pro Football Talk that. Uh, the NFL has given the uh, Players Association a deadline of March 18th 
to accept the the pending CBA and the big obviously nugget in that seventeen games. What do you think is going to happen? Because we always love uh, some football and, you know, another game. Do you think this will happen? And do you think there'll be uh, a a holdout or a strike? Or will this be relatively smooth? And do you honestly think we'll see 17 games starting next year? Well, I think the first year, if if, if I'm right, Joel, would be 2021, right? It wouldn't be the 2020 season. It would be 2021. Um. I'm really torn, Joe. I mean, it used to be it used to be a non-starter where the players' union wouldn't even wouldn't even consider these kind of conversations. Obviously, it all stems back to money and and what uh, what the players are going to get in return. They're they're going to need more money, obviously, Joe. They'll probably need expanded rosters. You won't see 53 on the roster and um, you know 46 on game day. Those numbers might jump by four, five, six players. I mean, that that's going to be all kind of wild through the course of the negotiations. I think, Joe, my, my hunch tells me because they have made the amount of progress, uh, you know, five years ago, this wasn't even a talking point. The players union just said, no, you know what, it's off the table. Um, and, and guys, I mean, if you, if you think about it, I think they went to the, the 16 game schedule in 1978 baseball for the most part are, has been 162 forever. The NBA has been 82 forever. You, you just, you don't see, changes in the amount of games in in professional sports very often um, i i think baseball and basketball are well in excess of 50 years guys that uh that they've had those numbers so so i mean this this would be a landmark move but but joe my gut tells me that that it, it's probably going to get done at some point because they've made a lot of progress where they're even into the deeper negotiation stages of how this is going to get done like, like i said a few years back it wasn't even a topic that you know the the owners were were even almost allowed to bring to the table. The union just said no way, and now the union is willing to give up some concessions. How exactly they do that, Joe? And and I think we've all heard a number of theories of um, you know certain guys maybe rest a game then or something, almost like the load management stuff they have in the NBA, which I don't think anybody wants to see. Let's just say Aaron Rodgers rested a game. What if you had tickets to that game, right? What if what if you what if you had tickets to the game Patrick Mahomes rested or or whatever? I mean, I don't think anybody at the end of the day wants that. But but how exactly they get it done will be will be really fascinating because the players are going to have to get a ton back in return, guys, for them to give up. Uh, or for them to add that game and, and have it go to 17. And then I, I guess the follow-up question, there would that obviously be, and this wouldn't break anyone's heart, I would assume then, Rob, that the preseason would be would be cut down significantly, right? And that's been talked about forever in the four games. It's just, it's it's brutal. Would, would, would this yeah, mean I, that the preseason gets hacked? Yeah, I think it'll be two or three, Joe. I've heard as little as two. And, you know, the, the owners, at the end of the day right now, the owners have 20 games, right? I mean, so they're counting counting the four preseason and then, the 16 regular season. So I, I, I can't imagine they would want to take that to two, but I, I do think ticket prices in a lot of places are less in the preseason. So, so maybe there's a way they could work that out and, and take it to two preseason games. The only thing I'd say there, Joe, is, you know, there are always, there always are a couple of guys every single summer that through the course of the four preseason games make a roster. And, and I've talked to enough GMs and coaches through the, through the years that have said, you know what, if if we only had one or two of these preseason games, I wouldn't have kept player 
A, B, or C. I mean, think back to the year Green Bay won the Super Bowl, guys, in, in 96. If if you only play one or two preseason games that year, I'm not sure Desmond Howard's on the roster, but I think it was preseason game number three where he went wild against the Steelers and, and won himself a roster spot. I've, I've talked to Ron Wolf about that a number of times, and and Ron Wolf, Ron Wolf has said, you know what? Early on in camp, I, I wasn't going to keep this guy. I, I thought he was, I thought he was a bust. And then Desmond worked his way onto the roster, uh, thanks to a, a really uh, strong push late that preseason. So that would be the one drawback, I guess, uh, guys. But but again, I guess in that situation too, we're largely talking about players between about number forty and fifty-five on on your roster. So it's it's, it's certainly not the end of the world. Robbie, you said what you're gearing up for the uh, NFL Combine coming up here at the end of February. Yeah, that'll be what are we at today? The sixth, so about three weeks from now, guys, um, is is when that's going to be. It's going to be fun to talk to all the Badgers that are going to be down there. I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that, and then obviously all the various positions that Green Bay will be hunting heavily. Sure. We, what, what we, do you think we the know Packers... the list, guys? They they need wide receivers. They need tight ends. They need they need a couple of inside linebackers in all likelihood. They need a defensive end. So no, the the, the combine's always a, a great time to to get to get acclimated and familiar with with the, with a lot of these guys and talk to a lot of the GMs and and the powers that be across the league. And it's uh, it's it's always a fun time, guys. What do you think the Packers? I mean, in your humble opinion, what do you think the Packers should focus on first? An inside linebacker, or a wide receiver? I go wide receiver, Evo. They haven't done it since Javon Walker in old two. Um, I mean, it, 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 you think about it. Devontae Adams is obviously in the prime of his career, but he's going into year seven. Um, and you, you guys know how this goes. Usually by year nine or 10 or 11, you're, you're ready for the next guy to jump up and be the number one. You know, look, look, look at how Atlanta has done it through the years or, or various teams. Green Bay has certainly done it as, as Driver got older and Jennings and Nelson were waiting to replace him. They're, they're going to need number one, Evo. They, they need a guy. To, to jump in and, and give Aaron Rodgers immediate help. I, I think they sign a veteran and then they draft a, a wide receiver high. And in, in, a, in a perfect world, the veteran turns out to be a really good number two for him next year. And the first round draft pick is a three who eventually works his way up to two. And then number one is Devontae Adams gets a little bit older. It's, it's an unbelievably strong year for wide receivers, Evo. They, they should have a lot of options at 30 that uh, that are guys that deserve to be picked at 30, you know, where, where it's not a reach. And um, who exactly is left on the board and who kind of fits what they like it will, will be one of the things we'll obviously monitor closely here in the next couple of couple of months. But but I, I think there's no question about it. The guy, I mean, I think Alan Lazard's an okay player, but he's probably a four on, on a lot of teams with, with decent wide receivers. Guys like Kumro and, and MVS and, and some of these other people, are, are probably fours and fives in a lot of cities, guys. And Green Bay asked them to jump up last year and and be a number two. I think Geronimo Allison leaves. Whether anybody even even puts them on their roster, I guess, is a whole other story. But I don't think Green Bay is going to want him back for over two million dollars, which is which is what he made last year. We'll see on St. Brown. But um, there's just there that is a huge a huge positional need, guys. I mean, you think back to where that group was in. You know, a decade ago with, uh, you know, with, with Driver and Nelson and Jennings and Jones and Cobb and Finley and, and where those, uh, where their group of pass catchers is today. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously declined, guys. 
but but the lack of talent around him too is, has hurt his career also. Hey, speaking of uh, Aaron Rodgers visiting with our Packer instead of Rob Reichel, you know the uh, the Steeler or the uh, the Chiefs, I should say, a Super Bowl parade was yesterday, and we've heard it all week, right? Patrick Mahomes, twenty four years old, uh, Super Bowl and league MVP. This is the start of a dynasty. And would you believe the irony, Rob, that it was nine years ago today, February 6, 2011, the Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl, and the exact same thing was said then. This is the start of a dynasty. You have a 20-something-year-old Super Bowl MVP quarterback. The Packers are going to go on to a dynasty. So what would the cautionary tale be, you know, for Kansas City? We had this topic earlier in the week, the dynasty that never was. Uh, if you would have told me, Rob, on this day nine years ago that a decade from now we'd still be talking about will Aaron Rodgers ever play in a Super Bowl, I would have talked about gambling. I would have put every single penny I had in my name that the Packers would play in a second Super Bowl before 2020. Mm. What? How, how, how do you explain, you know, with, when we talk about Mahomes and a potential dynasty coming out for Kansas City, the dynasty that never was in Green Bay? Yeah, it, it's a lot of wasted and missed opportunities because you're dead right, Joe. I mean, two of your three or four best defensive players were second-year guys the, the year they won the Super Bowl with Matthews and Raji, right? And and they were they were trending upward. Charles Woodson still had good football. Tremont Williams was, what, 26 years old then and, and obviously ready to be a number one corner. Desmond Bishop was young and, and ready. You know, So they, they had stars on the defensive side of the ball. They had young, gifted offensive linemen. Balaga was a rookie on that championship team. Sitton and Lang were, were rising stars at, at their various position. And, and I just mentioned all that, that remarkable group of wide receivers. And like you said, Joey, the 27-year-old quarterback. I mean, it didn't matter in 2010 if it was Brandon Jackson or Joe Miller running the football. They, they had enough weapons in the passing game to, to go and beat the Steelers 31-25. And, and from that point on, Joe, I, I, think, it, I think it's kind of twofold. Um, I think they were all coached in in some major games. The Seattle game where McCarthy lost his nerve um, at various times. I think Ted Thompson needed to do more than just draft. I think he really needed to help that that team out at various points in time with key free agent signings. And and Ted was for the most part just always content to to go about the draft route. And and then really, guys, the, the third thing, and, and we've talked about this on your show a lot in the last month, is Aaron Rodgers just didn't perform all that well. In, in big games. He was outplayed by Eli Manning in the playoffs in 2011. Kaepernick outplayed him in both 2012 and 13. Russell Wilson, out, Wilson outplayed him in, in 2014. Matt Ryan outplayed him in 2016. I mean, so so Aaron also, you know, t- takes a large part of this blame too, guys. I mean, I, I would put it on those three guys. I think McCarthy was outcoached. I think I think Ted didn't do his job as well as he needed to as a general manager, and, and then he was allowed to stay an extra year or two. Um, and and then Aaron just didn't perform as well as he had in 2010 on the on the biggest stages he was trotted out to and and Kansas City's going to have to be careful guys because they they've got a lot of players coming up that are going to going to receive a, a lot of money I I know things look terrific now when the, when the quarterback is 24 and you've got some young pieces around him but I mean they're going to have to pay Kelsey incredible money they're going to have Mahomes is still on his rookie contract guys I mean what's going to happen cap wise when he's 40 million plus right. Um, Sammy Watkins is due to make 20 plus million. They're going to have to pay the the defensive tackle Chris Jones. So the, the money is going to start to skew all this, guys, and it's going to be harder and harder to get back. Um, so I, I think Mahomes will be back, guys. But as Green Bay learned, as Dan Marino learned 35 years ago, there are there are no promises or no guarantees of this week. 
Rob, I'm going to send in Team 9 with Team Leader Joe Callahan to investigate what happened in Green Bay. It's going to be huge, Rob. We're going to hire Team 9. Well, Where's Hunter? When, uh, when, when Taysom Hill's the quarterback in New Orleans in a year, guys, maybe you want to investigate that, too. So I will send in Joe Callahan. And Thank Rob, you, Rob. Real quick, you don't have the answer. We're just going to send someone in to investigate what happened and what wrong last night. Who to blame for the Badgers oh, losing no. in Minnesota? I, I think you could you could spend months investigating that, <laughs> and not just last night, kind of the last five years, Evo. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend. There he is. I can't wait to hear uh, Rob's combine reports uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Champions of the world, the Green Bay Packers, and then the dynasty was born, and then we waited a year. And then we waited two years. And then we waited and three. And then by about year three or four, we started talking about is the window of Aaron Rodgers closing. And then we got to year seven and year eight. And then we said, what happened? And now the question is, Packer fans, if I would have told you nine years ago today that they would not be in another Super Bowl, you would have said, what? This is madness. 608-321-1670. Mike, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. You're on crack. <laughs> uh, you guys, it sucks. They're the Atlanta Braves of the NFL. Bottom line. Oof. Oof. I really, because the Braves won one World Series and they won all those divisional titles and it was like that they just couldn't get over the hump. And I, I don't know. It just seems that's the way it is with the Packers, you know? Uh I don't get it, guys, but the window is definitely closing now because Aaron Rodgers has regressed. And I don't know if you guys agree with this, but he has definitely taken a step back. He's a little bit slower, and his throws are off. Now, that doesn't mean he's not one of the top five. He's just not the Superman he was. He stepped down. You guys agree? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely on the decline. The window's closing, I think, faster than we all thought. So, yeah. But, Mike, I mean, they made it to the NFC Championship game. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, but the thing is, you know, how many times can you keep biting at that? And, and you know, you, you, we got lucky this year without injuries. We, we, we don't, I don't, we're not going to have that injury luck next year. That, that was like the Bears last year, you know? Yeah. But you guys, I remember that, that, that championship game against the Bears. It was beautiful. I was with all my buddies watching the game, and I was the only Packer fan. And I love when Randall Cobb caught that. I was just laughing, laughing. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, guys, tomorrow's going to be good. I got a whopper of stuff. I'm emailing stuff to Nelson this afternoon. Yeah, let's do it, Mike. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got some good stuff for you guys tomorrow. I can't wait for your conspiracy theory tomorrow, Mike. It's going to be – you're not on Twitter, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I was I, just curious. I wish I was. I stay off that stuff. Gotcha. Well, all right, guys, that, that's all I got to say. And that's uh, – you know, it, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, how about the – how about the game against the Seattle Seahawks? That was the most disheartening loss that I've ever ever had in sports. It had to be one of the worst in sports history. I'll never I mean, recover. They were, they were on the sidelines celebrating, smiling, laughing with about five minutes to go. I, I called my buddy. I'm like, let's go. We're, we're making Super Bowl plans. And then I couldn't believe what unraveled. It was an absolutely incredible. It's like it, you couldn't make it happen in a textbook. Like, like it just was unbelievable. <laughs> Everything that could have possibly had to happen, it happened. It was unreal. Yep. Thanks, Mike. I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, on crack, that's a good one. Uh, again, I, it, it would, I, I would have. It, it defies explanation. Right? Uh, if you would have told me on this day, 
with a 27-year-old MVP quarterback who looked like maybe the second coming of the position, that that wasn't there would be no more for a decade. I mean, nuts, absolutely nuts, beyond any, uh, the stupidest thing I would have ever heard. So we have another tweet that um, speaking to like Mike said, crack. This guy right here, we have uh, <laughs> Justin. Justin says it's uh, when Frank the Tank was all drugged up on horse tranquilizer. Yeah. Or was that bear tranquilizer? What tranquilizer? It was horse. It was horse tranquilizer? These yeah. little effers get out of line, they get the taser. Like nine years ago, if you would have said the Packers wouldn't win another Super Bowl, he said, I like you, man, but you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think oh, Nelson man. does in there on his phone? He's not I paying attention. No That's what she said. <laughs> he's, he's getting close to that. Uh, yeah. 608-321-1670. Philip, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, guys. I called earlier. Yeah, welcome back, brother. Brand. Yeah, I travel throughout the state for work every day, so I just want to thank you guys for keeping me company in the morning. It's quite entertaining. Hey, Philip, um, we appreciate your ear holes, dude. Thank you so much for listening. I got a, I got a question. Who's the, who's the high school wrestling fan in the group? Well, me and Nelson, so we okay, were both you guys, ex-wrestlers. Are you guys, are, yeah, same here. Are you guys uh, hitting up any regionals this weekend to check any regionals out? Oh, conference this weekend, Philip. Uh, yeah, I'll probably. So I coach at Middleton, so I'll be at the Big Eight. Nelson's a Stoughton guy, probably Badger. So yeah, we'll we'll yeah, be, be at home, man. All right, awesome. And then I got a quick comment about the Packers. Um, yeah, what would you have said, I- Philip? Nine years ago, you're probably out. You're feeling good. It's the king of the mountain. And I said, well, Philip, you better enjoy tonight because you ain't ever seen it again. I, I probably would have just said you're full of blank <laughs> because of the way they were rolling. But I also have a comment with Aaron Rodgers, 27 years old, nine years ago today, king of the mountain, whatnot. It just goes to show you that they failed to keep talent around him that's all i got to say i'll hang up and listen thanks philip well i mean you keep showing me the list evo i mean sadly that does probably play into this i mean we, we started today talking about the xfl and evo counted it up there are 31 former packers on xfl rosters that ain't that good. i could find yeah and there may be more uh that ain't, the 31 that we know of and you could say a 32 because winston moss right. was is now a head coach of the la yeah uh, i mean it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the week did they not surround themselves uh, i mean uh, who dropped the ball was it mccarthy thompson murphy or rogers um again it, it it's defies explanation that if uh you would have told me nine years ago th- this would be the end of it i would have said i i, I would have put everything i had uh betting you on that uh gavin welcome to the joe nebo show Hey, boys, how are we feeling this morning? Doing What's good, up, Gav. What's up with you, brother? Doing all right, Ebo. Uh, so let's take a quick uh, walk down memory lane here. So, you know, I think the reason, guys, we talk about a dynasty with the Packers more so is the 2011 team than the 2010. You guys remember just how unstoppable they were in 2011 yes. uh, with that offense? Uh, Randall Cobb coming in, adding to that offense as a rookie, just being electric. Um, and special teams, guys, they looked unstoppable 2011. Everybody thought it was going to be back-to-back for them. But, guys, I mean, it really was the perfect storm of just all these things that happened um, that hurt the Packers. Uh, 2011, Nick Collins goes down with that neck injury. Guys, he was the next Leroy Butler in Green Bay. I mean, that, that I, I think that guy was just going to be a, a, an all-timer at safety. 2012 uh, is the year Greg Jennings leaves after that year and becomes the D-bag that we now know. <laughs> um, that hurt the offense. In 2013, guys, Jermichael Finley has the neck injury. Um, you can say what you want about him. I know he's pretty loud these days, but we haven't had a tight end uh, with that kind of talent since he went down. And then 2014, guys, the the, the year that still haunts my dreams. It it just will never leave me. 
Uh, that was the year they had another chance, guys. Ted Thompson finally went out and did something in free agency, brought in Julius Peppers, who kind of became a quiet leader on that defense, guys. And, oh, my God, there's 50 different things in that, in that <laughs> damn game that just one thing happens differently. And oh, God. they probably win the Super Bowl that year. And I, I don't think the team ever got over that, guys, with McCarthy and, and the leadership they had. If you look at 2014, it, things just kind of kept spiraling every year after that. I don't think they ever got over it. So, man, I uh, yeah. It's Gavin, just you're so like, I was things, like guys. I was like riding high, having fun today, and now you just made me like depressed. Well, I you know when you first tell start me talking good. about that the last decade, the first thing I go to is 2014, guys. But there were a lot of, like significant injuries and just things that happened that really kind of just killed the team. But, tell me something good, Gavin. Tell me something positive. Well, we got. We have a new GM, Ebo, and, and that means that the Packers will be involved in free agency this year. Okay, that sounds nice. So, you know, we got about, I think, four weeks for that. We got the, we got the combine coming up at the end of the month. Yep. And You're then, a draft uh, guru. You know, and, I, and I'm always about the draft once the, the Packers season's over. So, you know, counting down the weeks there, Ebo. Now, and oh, uh, Gavin, and one... we got opening day, of course, for the Brew Crew, so it's, it's not hey, all bleak. Don't forget, Gavin, we got Rashawn Gary. Uh, with that first-round draft pick. Thanks for the call, brother. Oh, no, just uh, drop him off. Again, nine years ago to the day, Packers beat the Steelers. The dynasty is born, right? It yeah. was It was there. We had it all. We had everything we needed. Most importantly, we had the star quarterback. The 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 weird feel. Um, Here, here's a – Go ahead. Here's a real quick tweet. Uh, my guy, J.A. Krebs, what's up, dude? He says, I think we can blame first Thompson, second Mark Murphy – third Mike McCarthy, but wouldn't you think the board that runs the Packers would see after like five years it wasn't working and we were wasting Rodgers' talent? So I blame those three old turds for letting the beloved fan base down. That's that's why I initially blamed Ted Thompson for the longest time. I know for me it is Mark Murphy for allowing it all to happen for years. 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 Yeah, I mean that's the. I mean, sec- I don't want to rehash what we did two, no, two, it's, two it's days fine. ago, but I mean that's that's my belief. But that's the second half of the decade, and you're True. right. And maybe that second half of the decade cost them a Super Bowl by hanging on to Thompson and McCarthy too long. But the first half of the decade, they were on fire. You know, they went 15 and one. They went 12 and four. They went 12 and four, and then they went eight, seven and yeah. one. But that was the year Rodgers broke his collarbone, and they still found a way to make the playoffs. So the first the first five years of the decade it was not anyone's fault during you know the regular season now why did they collapse in the playoffs is that McCarthy is that Rodgers is it dumb luck uh certainly yeah the last three years I mean they had two losing records um and even the one year where they made the NFC championship game that was a four and 12 team talent wise that had the best player in the game Aaron Rodgers willing them to an NFC championship game do you think that the San Francisco 49ers fans feel like the way we do after that Seahawks NFC championship game. I mean they're in the Super Bowl when they lost to the Chiefs. Didn't didn't the didn't the Niners have like a ninety nine point eight yeah. or I think it was ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning that game. And then you gotta go who I mean, I think the worst loss of all time has got to be the Atlanta Falcons in the Super well, yeah, Bowl I against mean, the Patriots. You're up twenty eight three in the second in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Um but like Gavin said, two thousand fourteen if you had just won that game against Seattle and go on and beat New England in that Super Bowl, and if if, if Rodgers had gotten two, would we have still would we be having this discussion today? Would we be saying a two's enough, right? We we you know we could have saw a three, four, five, but if they had just won that 
and had multiple Super Bowls, hey, just, would that have changed everything? Just be glad they won one, to be honest with you, because how many other teams in the last decade have only just won one? If you're not the New England Patriots, you have one or none. You know what I'm saying? Well, right, but that's the whole point. Everyone thought this was going to be a dynasty. Well, exactly, but I mean, I'm just glad they won one, to be honest with you. Is it a failed dynasty? Sure. But it just shows how hard it is to win in the NFL. Uh, Crooked Numbers tweets and says, When Favre won the Super Bowl, I thought Green Bay would win at least two more. I learned my lesson. On my way home from a Super Bowl 45 party, I thought to myself, savor this moment because it's probably going to be Rodgers' only ring. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, Packer fans are so loyal. They're some of the best fans out there I think they would have been happy with just two because Brett Favre the guy that kind of recaptured the old mantra of Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers he only won one Super Bowl and then the guy that replaces him could come in and win two I think they would have been ecstatic if Aaron Rodgers had two yeah I wonder 608-321-1670 again if I had told you nine years ago today you would be waiting a decade minimum for another Super Bowl uh, as a Packer fan, you would have said what? Yeah, I think that's the the whole question, right, Nelson? That in in two the next year, the year they go fifteen and one and have home field. If they would have followed through and won that year, or two thousand fourteen, the collapse. If just one of those two would have resulted in a Super Bowl win, would we have looked at everything? Would we have looked at everything Rodgers, Thompson, and McCarthy did or didn't accomplish differently? If now, obviously, if both of those come out, you know, if you were talking about three Super Bowls in a ten year period. That's a dynasty. But if they had just gotten to one more, would it have changed everything that we thought about the failures of the window? How many times have we heard about the window? Would we have never talked about the window had they won a second one? I think it's even different with how you you look at Ted Thompson's, the end of his tenure with the Packers. Like, they didn't win a Super Bowl. They never made it back to another Super Bowl. Yet no one ever questioned Ted Thompson right. and his rosters. I would have... Gave Mark Murphy a pass if the Packers would have went to two more Super Bowls and basically Aaron Rodgers did it by himself and it was a terrible roster because it was harder to see that at the time. Now we get to look back on it, hindsight 2020, and go, wow, this was Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, and 31 other guys that currently play in the AAF or XFL. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good point, though. I mean, you see it with every team now. I mean, look. San Francisco gets to the Super Bowl and loses, and they're talking about contract extensions for Shanahan and Lynch. Like, you get to a Super Bowl, you buy yourself at least five years. I mean, Dan Quinn, the Falcons have stunked the last three years. That dude's still hanging on because he got to a Super Bowl three years ago. Like, you get to a Super Bowl, you buy yourself a lot of credibility. Like, did the Packers hang on too long uh, on just resting on their what they had accomplished and not getting back to that Super Bowl again? 